Welcome to the Business Shop Podcast, where our guests speak on meeting the challenges of entrepreneurship, as well as offer tips and advice on business, marketing, technology, and more. Whether you are a newbie or a seasoned professional, this episode is for you. I am your host, Audrey Wiggins. Let's chop it up. Welcome to another episode of The Business Shop. Our guest today is Josh Ramsey, and he is the business development manager at clearbrand.com, which is a digital marketing agency focused on data-driven marketing that gets results, more leads, and more sales. He believes that without good marketing, businesses die, people suffer, and that ethical scientific marketing can change the world. Josh, welcome to The Business Shop. Thank you, Audrey. It's an absolute pleasure to be here. Yes, I'm glad you're able to make it. I know we gave us a little intro there. It's kind of surface, but we want you to fill in the gaps about you and and we'll get into the fundamentals of marketing, what that looks like, and mm-hmm. as well as um, you know, data, you know, data, you know, how does that really drive um, man um, drive brands forward? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I um I actually came across Clear Brand com as a user as a consumer first a customer i bought from them i love the the courses that they have and and the education that they give around marketing and i actually loved it so much i reached out to them and one thing to le- led to another and i ended up on the team as it might not happen for everyone but uh, i really believe in in what they do and i live in south africa where entrepreneurs literally do change people's lives and well i guess they change people's lives everywhere but yeah. right now as i speak to you there's uh what our government calls a load shedding or electricity's out. And I got some batteries running and that's why I can be with you. Those okay. batteries were oh, you made by an entrepreneur. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, go ahead and, you know, and fill that in there. You just talked about where you are. Yeah. Yeah, so I live in South Africa and I work remotely as part of the, the kind of global remote team at Clearbrand. And it's been amazing to meet uh, people from all around the world. I'm also a podcast host myself. So meeting you, I really think that podcast hosts could, all get together and go camping and have no problem at all because they all seem to be the same kind of individual, which is which is something I'm really enjoying. But looking forward to sharing uh, the insights we've we've gathered at Clearbrand. Yeah, I'm glad you you got some power going on over there. Um, oh yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's let's talk about the fundamentals of marketing. Um, you know, in the intro, we talked about you know marketing. Um, you know, companies you know dying if they mm-hmm. don't have marketing. So how can we go, you know, and sometimes this is not just for, for startups or new businesses, one to five years. It's also for seasoned pros because sometimes we can get comfortable in what we're doing. We get complacent Absolutely. and, you know, we're, we're doing like this and we forget, uh, and maybe I need to go back to the beginning. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, we really focus on, on good questions. That's how we build our marketing strategies for our clients and for ourselves. We apply the same framework to our own um, kind of business growth. And really, at the end of the day, what we're looking for is, is sales, you know, cash flow, revenue. That's what defines a business. Otherwise, you're just uh, keeping yourself busy. So at the core of, of everything that we do, we want to be making sure that our marketing efforts are bringing, bringing about, you know, sales, revenue growth. And so we find and have found with our clients and in the evidence, that there are three, three vital components of marketing. So those three components are building memories, maximizing availability, and then reaching the market. And we use the term flywheel, which is basically a big metallic disc that you 
push with a little bit of effort and over time it spins faster and faster and you get more and more momentum. Okay. So it's not to say that, you know, you can, you can just focus on one aspect of these uh, three uh, vital components, but you do need to be doing them and moving them forward over time. Let's break them down one at a time. Let's take the, um, take the first one. Absolutely. So the, the core understanding here is that, and this is what the data shows, is that only 5% of the market is ready to buy from you right now. So you're selling to your customers, but only 5% of them are looking for a solution right now. The rest of them are going to encounter a problem in the future. And rarely, if they remember you and they remember what you can do for them, then there's a chance that they will buy from you. So we need to be building memories. And the way in which we build memories is through a clear story. So that's messaging and offer and through distinctive design. So story is just a universal medium that we've used for hundreds of thousands of years to pass information. And so we want to be making sure that when our customers interact with our brand and business, they know what we do from the get go. And then of course, that our brand assets, how we look are memorable or how we make them feel are memorable so that they will recognize us, remember us and buy from us. Awesome. Okay. And, and the second um, point. So when we look at maximizing availability and really why we start with building memories is so that our marketing efforts are more effective and more efficient. So we're going to minimize marketing waste in the wow. form of budget spend, in the form of human resource, in the form of all sorts of stuff. So we want to be really building a solid strategy. So once we've created a very clear brand story and a very distinctive design in the way that we show up visually with video, through whatever marketing efforts we're having, then we, we want to maximize availability. And we do this by being easy to find and being easy to buy. So we want to make sure that when somebody is looking for our category of product, imagine somebody goes to the, the store and mm -hmm. they want to buy some toothpaste and they look on the shelf and you're either on the shelf or you're not on the shelf. So you got to be on the shelf physically or digitally. You know, if people are looking for a product like yours on Google, you need to be on Google. You know, if people right. are looking on Amazon, you got to be on Amazon or in Best Buy, wherever it is that people are looking for what you are selling, you got to be easy to find. And then, of course, you got to be easy to buy. So reducing that friction, making sure that the site loads fast, making sure that there's a, as few clicks as possible, making sure that you've got competitive pricing. You know, there's a bunch of things we can look at in these pillars, but that's the core of maximizing availability. A business said they, maybe they don't have you know, a large team get. So you're talking about being available or being visible mm -hmm. all these different platforms. Are there not necessarily, I don't know, or maybe you may want to just name, you know, maybe the top three, you know, the five that, um, you know, that we should be plugging into or focusing on or, or should we, you know, or what we can do to, to have 10 channels out there to cover. Absolutely. So, you know, there's, there's that word niche, right? There's that, there's that focus. And we're not saying that you have to be everywhere at once. There is a hierarchy and you have to be investigating your category and your product or service to make sure that you 
are where people are looking for you and where is the low lying fruit, right? So, you know, getting into Amazon, you know, getting in, getting onto Amazon is a lot easier than getting into a brick and mortar store, right? So that might be an easier win for you. It might be showing up on, on ranking. It might be getting Google ads in the right place. It really depends on the answer that the question of where are people looking for me and the research that needs to be done there to build out a strategy, that's what's going to bring you the answer. I can't say here, you know, if you're a car mechanic, maybe there's no, no point that you have car mechanic services on Amazon. So I, I can't give you kind of any specific answer that really depends on where your customers are looking for you. And, and that's why maximizing availability is important. Okay, good. That's a um, great answer. Thank you for going on to the reach, reaching the yeah. market. Yeah. yeah, so maximizing availability is customers that are looking for you, right? They're looking for your category. Now, reaching the market is getting in front of new users, right? It's getting in front of people that have never heard of you, don't know you exist, might not even know that your category of product even exists. So we want to be maximizing the, well, getting reaching as many users as possible. And in order to do that, we want to make as few assumptions about our users as possible. I got a fun little story here. So okay. if you think of Harley, Harley Davidson, you know, Harley Davidson, the motorbike brand. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So I've what would you do in my life? <laughs> oh, there we go. Nice. Okay. So, um, well then we can actually test this right now. So uh -oh. firstly, I want you to think about what do you think the typical Harley Davidson user or customer looks like? You know, when people think of Harley Davidson, what do they, what do they think of this person that's on the bike? Maybe not on the back. We don't want to go too close to home, but, but who do you think is, who do, who do people think is riding a Harley Davidson? I think, you know, they're, they're tatted and yeah, there we go. wearing a cap, you know, the best jeans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> best jeans, maybe a chain, yeah, maybe yeah, a beard. Yeah. <laughs> so the data tells us, the evidence tells us that that avatar, that user profile accounts for 3.5% of Harley Davidson's revenue. Wow. So, you know, and maybe this is where you can correct me if I'm wrong. Were, were you on the back of a bike with a, with a tattooed <laughs> cap wearing jeans? <laughs> you know what? I'm going to say, I'm going to say, um, actually, no. And then, and exactly. And there you go. So we've got a, we've got a one, a one, a one real life example here because it's dentists, it's huh? doctors, it's lawyers, it's moms, it's dads, it's all these other users that are buying. So we don't want to assume. And so an avatar is useful but only so much in how limited we are in our marketing spend or in our marketing resources, because we can start somewhere, but we don't want to assume who is buying from us and we don't want to limit who can buy from us. So that's where we lean into the second pillar of reaching the market, which is about building connections with uses, right? So take a product like, you know, these project management online tools, Asana or monday.com or there's another one group work um teamwork i think it's called they are all the same thing pretty much right you know it's a project management tool they got a little bit of different functionality but if you look on their sites they have whole pages dedicated to specific uses so use this product to track the team's tasks use this product to organize the team tasks use this product to make sure you maximize employee engagement 
And depending on the language that's used, the message, you're going to attract different users, right? Um, an amazing story that, that really backs this up is Coca-Cola. So more than 50% of Coca-Cola's revenue comes from people that buy a Coca-Cola can one to two times per year. Wow. Right? And that is because they are so, they have reached the entire market. And they've done that by building so many connections to uses. There's people that use Coca-Cola because they, in their head, Coca-Cola is what you drink when you're at the beach. Coca-Cola is what you drink when you're with friends. Coca-Cola is what you drink when you're with family. Coca-Cola is what you drink when you need a pick-me-up. Coca-Cola is what you drink when you just about to do a workout. Oh no, it's what you got to drink just after a workout. And they have sent out these messages, these connection to uses, so that they're hitting everyone in the market. And because they're hitting everyone with a small little buy here, mm -hmm. they're one of the biggest drinks brands in the world. Absolutely. And they're, and they're consistent. And that, that's mm -hmm. another point. You mentioned a global brand. So if a global brand has to still be concerned about building memories, maximizing availability and, and reaching the right market, how mm -hmm. much important is it for us? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, a, a great example of this in terms of the maximizing availability piece is the iPhone. So Apple, most recognized brand on the planet. Yes. You can buy an iPhone from Verizon. You can buy an iPhone in Walmart. You can buy an iPhone on the website, also on Amazon. You can buy an iPhone anywhere that anything techie is sold. Yes. So if they're doing it, I think we should be doing it too. Absolutely. You know, we can't, we can't be taking this perspective. You can only buy on Instagram DM. You can only buy on my site. You can only buy, you know, here and there. Uh, and again, you know, we're talking about the majority of use cases. You've got an exclusive brand and you're selling to the super rich and maybe it's an NFT of something. <laughs> I don't know, you know, <laughs> but generally we want to be available and yeah. we don't want to assume where people are looking for us. You know, we got to be where they are looking. And then, of course, once we've, you know, gone through this entry level of reaching the market, we go back to building memory. You know, can we refine our story? Can we... Uh, you know, improve our messaging? Can we make it clearer, more clear on our website about what it is that we do, um, how we can help our customers? And uh, then we're off back to maximizing availability. What's the next thing that we can do? Be easy to find, easy to buy. And so we go. And now we have a strategy, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So again, it's going to, it's going to depend on where, where the, where your customers are. Uh, you mentioned consistency. That's going to be huge for building memories, right? Um, you know, people have this assumption that if I show my brand and if I put it in front of customers so many times, they're going to be persuaded to buy. And that's really not what the data shows. What the data shows is that you happen to be have reminding them about what it is that you do and you're building this memory in their head that they go, oh yeah, Audrey knows a lot about business. Audrey knows a lot about business. Audrey knows a lot about business. And then in three weeks, you know, and they've been listening to your podcast, they get to a moment in their business where they go, geez, I really don't, don't know what to do. And then it fires in their brain because that I don't know what to do. The same connections in their brain have another memory that's stored, a picture of, of, of Audrey's logo and the business chop. And they go, oh yeah, Audrey knows about business. And then you get sent a message and hey, I need some help with this. And now we're into a sales conversation. So, you know, 
building memories will really depend on where your customers are. Um, and I think it's an important one that you're consistent, right? We want to be building what we call mental real estate, you know, so how recognizable is your brand? And you can do this with surveys. Yeah. Um, you know, you can do this by, if you're a startup, don't use the same color or logo that any competitor does because you want to be distinct. Um, another way to think about this is when your customers are making a decision, if they're doing the homework, maybe they're looking at three or four providers of whatever product or service you have. Mm -hmm. And if you're focusing on what makes you different, your differentiator, your, you know, the, the thing that you do that nobody else does, what makes you special in your branding, you've got to remember that every other competitor is doing that as well. So from the, the customer's perspective, you're all special. But I can't remember which one is special for which reason, right? You're and right. so that's why we want to be distinct and consistent in our branding. So our colors, our logo, our font, are the moments in adverts, are the emotions that we can, you know, bring up so that there is this clarity of memory of, you know, this is exactly what they do. The Geico Gecko. Think of that. If that little gecko pops up, you know exactly what's going on. Uh, right. you know, the yeah. Apple logo. Yeah. Yes, um, absolutely. Yeah. 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 There, there's no question. We're talking about those those three um, assets: building memories, maximizing availability, reaching the market. There's mm -hmm. a you, you talked about in your um, you know, in your materials to me about data. Um, so mm -hmm. data driving, driving us. Yeah. yeah. So we um, we take it very seriously that we're giving businesses advice on how to grow. And we know that any effort that is not growing revenue is taking away revenue and that's putting jobs at risk and businesses and families. So we've done a lot of research to arrive at this. If you are very curious, uh, some of that research comes from the Urenberg Bass Institute out of Australia. There's an author called Byron Sharp, um, very, very educated uh, and scientific. I think he's got a PhD. Maybe, maybe he doesn't. Don't quote me on that. But he's done a lot of homework and we stand on the shoulders of giants. A lot of this also comes from the data that we've seen in working with our own clients. You know, we, um, we track everything that we do as much as that we can. And we do a lot of A-B testing with our clients. And so when I say data, I'm really talking about, you know, if, if there was a citation or somebody called me up and said, hey, you said maximizing availability is important. Why is that? Um, what, what is the data there? So that, that's really the piece that we're talking about. Um, I'll give you a little bit of an example is that in, in maximizing availability, we want to get uh, that, that initial offer out to as many people as possible. Sorry, reaching the market, not, not maximizing availability. If we want to reach the market, we want to get our first offer out to as many people as possible Instead of if we if we had 10 offers, let's get one offer in front of 10 customers instead of 10 offers in, in front of one customer. And the data for this is clear because you see on repeat ads retargeting, you generally see a reduced conversion over time, which means you you hit the person with an ad and let's say, you know, 10% of people click on that ad and go to the next step you retarget all the people that have seen it once and then only 9% of those retargeted and eight and seven. And you can see the graph, it goes down, it doesn't go up. Okay. And you'd think, okay, hold on, this person's seen six adverts not being retargeted six times. Now there are more people that have seen it more times are going to click and you don't see that. 
graph goes the other way. So that's an example of, of a data-driven strategic decision where we're going to try and get our first offer out to as many people as possible, as opposed to spending more and more money on retargeting people that have already seen it. Right, right. But to me, that, that speaks to the name of the company, Clear Brand. Absolutely. But the first time that a, a client is really trying to hone in on what marketing is and, and how they're going to use it to, you know, to drive their business, you know, forward. So what, what, would, that, what would that look like, that first uh, interaction? Yeah, so we've got three ways in which we interact with our customers. The first is a done for you. We do everything. You kind of outsource your marketing directly to us and we just handle everything for you. Then there's a done with you. So we train you. Um, we, we give you access to training systems and support so that you can develop your own marketing skills in-house. And then there's a do-it-yourself, which is exactly that. You get access to some courses and you, you go for it. There's a bunch of great resources on our site, uh, podcasts, there's blogs, uh, there's some great um, free downloads in the form of, of kind of tools that you can use to build a clear brand story. So I would say just, just go on over to clearbrand.com and start poking around. All right. That, that sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah, we need to get, get started and this is a good time of year to really um, yeah, this is it. focus. What else can, can, we, can you offer, you know, advice? To, uh, to companies when it comes to, to their marketing? Yeah, I, I really, and I've been there. So I, I, I've spent about $8,000 on a few marketing uh, projects. I used to be involved in child protection. Well, I still am, just less directly. So kind of keeping kids safer and saner online. So I'd run webinars and, and we really, you know, we never quite cracked that cash flow nut. Uh, and we always wanted that service to be free to parents. Parents have got enough stress on them. And so that's part of why I, you know, went and, and looked for a partner that I could use my skill sets to, to kind of um, help grow a business and take care of, of my needs as well. And that's where I ended up at ClearBrand. And the reason we get lost and the reason I got lost in what I call hope marketing, I hope this works. Oh, yes. That's, I hope I'm that glad you brought that up. Yeah. yeah. I'm to, um, I hope this works. Yeah. Oh, I really hope this works. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I hope this works because it's, it causes anxiety and we know we need to be doing something. So we see a, we see a post on LinkedIn and it says, Hey, you got to have at least 50 blogs on your site. And if you don't have 50 blogs, you shouldn't even have a site. And then we go, Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, this person's got a hundred thousand followers. I got to get busy. I got to write 50 blogs. And there I go. Six weeks of work. I'm writing 50 blogs. And maybe, maybe that's the right thing. But if you haven't been asking the right questions, which is really what a good strategy is all about. It's about pushing yourself through some uncomfortable questions in a systematic way that helps you arrive in a space where you go, okay, cool. We got clarity on what it is that we want to be doing for the next quarter, two quarters, four quarters, whatever it is, let's go for it. And let's track it and let's tweak it and let's improve it. So that, that would be my advice is that stop hope marketing Stop following blindly when a marketing guru gives you advice. Uh, lean into some good questions on how you can build memories, maximize where you are available, and then reach people that have not heard of you yet. Absolutely. That's awesome. Well, Josh, I really appreciate you spending your time with us today. And that's great advice. And, and throughout the, um, the interview, you, you dropped some nuggets there for us to hone into. So, you know, hopefully we'll be plugging into clearbrand.com, clearbrand.com is done so we can grow our marketing and, and grow our brands this year. So we'll mm -hmm. be 
go out and help somebody else because um, you, you mentioned protecting your children online. There are so many positive things that we want to do, but we really can't afford to do it. We don't have the time to do it because we're working 80 hours a week and still not producing, you know, the mm -hmm. income. So but That's we need it. more than a discretionary income, but an abundance so we can give back to society, you know, to our community. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. It, doesn't take a load. it does take dedication and our consistent action into what we're doing to make that mm -hmm. happen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, everyone out there have a wonderful year ahead and uh, come check us out. And if we can help, we would love to. Thank you for listening to The Business Shop. We hope that you were able to glean valuable information from our guests and that you will download and share this podcast. Your rating and review is much appreciated. To go deeper with our guests, please visit their website and social channels. To learn more about us, please visit businessshop.info or altogether.biz, where we will help you expand your brand.